G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When we pause to think about it, the typical ways we tend to celebrate Christmas often looks very European. Those perfect-looking Christmas pine trees don't typically grow wild in our communities. We don't have snow and we don't have reindeers. So let's take an Australian Christmas image another level deeper and talk about an indigenous Christmas in remote outback communities in Australia. We might be surprised how some indigenous communities have brought the Christmas story into their culture and they bring it to life every year. Paul Eckert is the production coordinator and Bible translator with the Remote and Indigenous Ministry Support in the Bible Society. He's based in Adelaide and joining us. Hello, Paul. Welcome along to 2020. G'day. How are you and all your listeners? Uh, very well, thank you so much. And Paul, love to hear about the sort of Christmas that you've been involved in because you've been working with the Pichinjara people around Uluru, so right there in the centre of Australia. How does a typical Christmas look like around Uluru with the Pichinjara people? Yes, well, um, my family and I lived at Unabello, um, about a three hours drive from Uluru for many years. And uh, we got very fond of being there at Christmas time because of the activities that went on around Christmas. Um, often there'd be a, a, a Christmas pageant, and I don't mean the um, sort of pageant you get in the cities, but a pageant which uh, involved uh, the Christmas story, people acting out the Christmas story with uh, the shepherds and the angels and the wise men, and sometimes even coming in on camels, uh, the, the wise men, and, uh, or Mary coming along on a donkey. So using the animals of the outback there. Because in so many indigenous communities around Australia, it was missionaries who brought the idea and, of course, the story of Christmas over the past 230 years and it's become very much a central part of a lot of culture throughout the whole culture of First Peoples around Australia. Yes indeed it has um, many of the particularly in the remote regions of Australia people celebrate Christmas uh, very much a very important time of year along with Easter and uh, people gather as families to um, remember the occasion to attend church services and uh, gather for um, meals together as a family. Um, Paul, I'm always fascinated that there are something in the vicinity of a hundred, a hundred indigenous language translations of the Bible in Australia. Sometimes we don't think very deeply about the necessity for such Bible translation work here, but that's something you've been involved in for many, many years. Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, although I, I would query that 100. Um, 
I don't know of a hundred different translations, but there are at least uh, 40 um, portions, at least portions of scripture in 40 different Aboriginal languages. Perhaps I'm thinking of a hundred indigenous language groups, but there's still a lot of work to do with translations. Is that the case? Yes, there certainly is. Um, most of the major language groups have at least a New Testament now and uh, some are working on the Old Testament and others have uh, smaller portions and almost all of them would have the Christmas story in their language. The work of Bible translators, uh, it's a little bit of a special science, isn't it? How do you go about translating a story like the one that we are familiar with uh, which is an, a Jewish story. How do you go about the process of translating that for uh, Indigenous peoples, perhaps who don't even speak uh, the English language, uh, to understand it in their own language? Yes, well, um, often when these stories were translated, uh, it was some uh, decades ago when there was uh, very little radio and television available in these remote communities. And so the stories that came to these people were told orally and sometimes with picture books and uh, maybe some old slideshows. Um, and that's how the people came to understand the Christmas story through seeing these pictures. And I think um, an understanding of uh, the Christmas story grew over time and... Uh, of course, in Central Australia, for example, people are quite familiar with camels and donkeys. Um, however, in um, other parts of Australia uh, where there aren't camels and donkeys, they're a little bit harder to translate. Um, not that, mind you, camels or donkeys are mentioned in the Christmas story, but it certainly seems to um, be a part of the Christmas um, uh, the things surrounding Christmas and they use them to effect. You mentioned there's a pageant each year with the Pichanjara people around Uluru and you mentioned that they do have some reenactments. What other things go along with a pageant? Uh, the sort of food people eat, uh, the type of family gatherings, the connections that are made. How does, that, how does all that look, Paul? Yeah, um, I must say that um, when... When we say around Uluru, we're not talking within the close vicinity. We're talking three, four hundred miles around, or kilometres. So it's a big, it's a big Uluru. cross section so huge, from yeah, Northern Territory, yeah. South Australia into Western Australia too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So just, just in case people get the idea that there's <laughs> all this is happening around Uluru, <laughs> I mean there is a Pinjara community at the foot of Uluru, and they no doubt there is a church there, and they no doubt. Um, celebrate um, Christmas but um, people will um, uh, work things out um, and do either carol singing along with the pageant as it goes along and in some places in uh, the pigeons that lands in South Australia they will do a traditional um, song of the Christmas story um, using traditional tunes from their um, uh, songs of long ago and that is really special to watch and to listen to as they move in their dance way in using that as their medium for presenting the Christmas story 
of how uh, Jesus, the Son of God, was born on earth and uh, nearly died, except for um, the intervention of uh, angels and leading them away into Egypt. So there are actually some quite deep aspects of the first Christmas story that come out quite significantly uh, when uh, Indigenous people are actually reenacting the, uh, the the birth of Jesus. Yes, yes. Um, so all aspects of that story come out in their um, in their reenactment. Paul, have you had the joy of participating in Christmas dinner? with the Pichinjara people that you were connected with, uh, what do they eat and uh, how do they prepare a Christmas celebration? Yes, indeed. Um, there's a, a great flurry of activity before Christmas, ordering in fresh food and, fresh food and fruit and special foods so that people can celebrate. Um, and so there's, you know, food is fairly expensive out there, but people want to celebrate with food uh, this joyous time and they will gather together their family and we've been invited to different families or sometimes there's been a community feast at that time of the year and they've done a a kind of a hungy type of thing uh, with all sorts of food so people really like celebrating in that way. And the use of traditional herbs and the sort of things that sometimes we describe as bush tucker, does that happen too in tribal communities? That happens to less of an extent now, but um, people still very fond of their kangaroo tail particularly and uh, um, parenti and goanna meat is very, very um, sought after. And at that time of the year, also honey ants um, is often uh, dug up and used. Um, people love their honey ants and also witchetty grubs. It's still very common food amongst uh, people going out on the weekends to get that food. And so far as the sorts of things that you might have in a pageant reenactment, are there elements of pre-Christian Indigenous culture that also are aligned with the Christmas story? Are these sorts of things that might have been passed down from generation to generation also reflected somehow rather in an understanding of the Christmas story? Um, I think maybe the way it's reenacted, the, the, the process of the, the event itself, is done in quite a uh, an unknown way, a uh, Pichindara way, so that the preparation, like an event in a Pichindara person's mind, is not just the reenactment, but it's getting ready for it, preparing it, um, getting uh, clothes, getting the animals involved, maybe painting up as necessary, and all of that is part of the event. So it and it moves almost um, imperceptibly into the actual reenactment. And uh, what I love about that is that the reenactment is not a special group of people who do, uh, you know, like film stars kind of thing. It involves the whole community uh, and people involved in it. So 
Yeah, I love the way that, and that's a very Pijindara um, indigenous way of doing things. Paul, when we draw attention to the biblical story of Christmas, is this a time when the gospel is preached or where faith is deepened in any way? I imagine that there would be those sorts of things that are being passed down from generation to generation that will reinforce a Christian faith in uh, Australia's first peoples. How does that sort of thing work with the Christmas story? Yeah, well, I think the Christmas story is a is a, a great way for that sort of handing down to happen. And so because it's something that is and can be reenacted, um, that sort of um, notion of reenactment is very much a part of their own tradition where they reenact, um, have reenacted things that have been handed down for generations. Now this is happening with the Christmas story and with the Easter story. And with the Pentecost story, you know, it's a, a reenactment side of things that in, that is the vehicle for passing it down, passing now, it on. I'm talking to you today. You're in Adelaide. Are you venturing back to the Pitjantjara people to spend Christmas this year? No, not this year. Um, I've I do go back there often, several times a year. And uh, we'll be visiting there again next year, um, probably around Easter time. And Paul, for people who support Bible translation through the Bible Society and the important work that you do, I imagine there's always a call for people who feel a sense of calling from God to be responding in this area. But is there always room for another Bible translator? Well, these days um, it's very interesting to see uh, Aboriginal people themselves putting up their hands to be Bible translators and we at the moment are working on the Old Testament in Pijindera and we have around about 25 Pijindera people working on different aspects of the translation project. Um, so we are more involved as uh, missionaries, if you like, uh, providing support and advice for the Pijindera people, for the Yolngu people, for the other Aboriginal people that are involved in translation. Um, so they're the ones that are stepping up and doing the work now. Well, Paul, I want to honour you for your good work that you're doing and point people to the Bible Society website. Simply go to biblesociety.org.au. No doubt there are links there to the remote and Indigenous ministry support. And Paul Eckert, a production coordinator and Bible translator with the remote and Indigenous ministry support in the Bible Society. Paul, thanks so much for giving us your thoughts and uh, sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Uh, a pleasure. I've enjoyed doing that. And uh, I hope you enjoy your Christmas with your traditions. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.